people, and welcome to the best of the year, 2017, as far as Podcast for Wonderful goes. Actually, as far as the whole world goes, this Podcast for Wonderful was the best thing that came out in the year 2017, uh, and what, you don't agree? No, I don't. <laughs> Do you think we did a good job this year? I think we did a good job, but just not the best of the best. Oh, what was the best podcast of 2017? Oh, podcast? Uh, is still going? Nah, they quit. No, not really. Oh, wait, what? But I want you to say podcasts are wonderful. Uh, I guess show not. some pride in yourself. Still not the best. Oh Jesus. Okay. Uh, well, we are. This isn't necessarily like the top ten or anything like that. We're not going through it that way. Actually, it's uh twenty clips altogether. We're gonna do ten this week, ten next week. Uh-huh. Uh. And we're gonna end up doing ten thousand and eight. Yeah, that's the other plan. We're just going to do all clips from last year. Um, that's all we're going to do this year. <laughs> and then next year, we'll just do clips of, of us talking about the clips of the last year. It'll be Clipception, and then the joke would just <clears throat> go on for generations. Yeah. We'd have clips of clips of clips of clips so bad, it's four hours long each episode just to get through one clip. Yep, that's how we're going to start doing it, but... Actually, we're not. We're just going to talk about the year. Mostly, it's going to go chronologically, except for uh, mixing it up a little bit here and there. Uh, First of all, I wanted to start mixing it up by uh, a big thing that we did this year in 2017 was start the Patreon. Mm -hmm. That has helped us to buy new equipment. Uh, It's helped Alex to be okay with doing the podcast because he gets paid to do it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's paid for our hosting and, uh, you know, our... uh, websites and stuff like that and um i've been able to use some of it for like side projects like or officially orville podcast and stuff like that so i just want to say thank you to everyone who subscribes to uh the patreon and if you would think you would like to do so uh just go to donate to pod.win and uh check out all the episodes we've done so far for the patreon um i was gonna start us off with a clip from the patreon alex do you remember Patreon episode seven. I don't. No. <laughs> of course no. not, because I didn't give you any information about what it was about. Didn't the first Patreon episode wasn't that me being Paul the dog? No, the very first one was we just us saying thank you. The second one was uh, listener die part two, where you oh were yeah the Joker. With that and I was yeah. like I like that one. Uh, Paul the dog actually that clip is going to come up later oh, where we did Paul that episode, but um. That was a not a Patreon episode. That was a regular oh. episode. But we did kind of use it to <laughs> advertise the, the Patreon because we're um, businessmen first and foremost. <laughs> uh, but how about this? Do you remember when our listeners' money? <sighs> where I had where... a stack of $1 bills. Yeah. I asked you guys questions. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That okay. was funny. Well, one of the questions we did on that episode was playing Would You Rather? Okay. And I heard from several people that that was one of their favorite clips from the Patreon episodes. So that's what we're going to listen to right now. Uh, Alex and I are actually going to listen to it. We'll talk about it a little bit when we come back. Uh, we'll see what we think. Do you remember anything about this? I remember missing out the last question. And oh, just generally when we were doing yeah. that episode? Okay, well, let's listen to this clip. Now we're going to play a game of Would You Rather. Fuck <laughs> First. Stolen completely from Comedy Bang Bang, I admit it. Uh, but isn't that done? Whoever I decide, what? Oh no, just Comedy Bang Bang. 
Well, and I'm talking about the podcast, not the TV oh, okay. show. Uh, so, awesome. would you rather be 10 feet tall or 2 feet tall? You can ask questions and then decide at the end. Uh, Al? Mm-hmm. Two feet tall. Does that mean like my arms are also short as um, as I am? Well, or does that mean like just are they proportionate? Yeah, everything proportionate. Everything is proportionate except and, for your wiener. <laughs> wait, so that stays the same size. So as yes. two feet. So it's non-existent. Well, <laughs> hey, no. Well, yeah, for you, Lila, but for Alex. And if I'm Mine ten dips in ten feet, <laughs> and if I'm ten feet tall, is everything still proportionate? Except for your wiener. <laughs> so it's way smaller now. In proportion to my body. Are yeah. we the same weight the entire time? Ooh. Hmm. Because and if, if being a hundred pounds at two and ten feet, feet you'd be quite wide, but being a hundred pounds at ten feet Well you'd be or quite do you skinny and are you just more possibly anorexic? Are you would be more dense and just like really heavy or muscular or would it be all fat? Um, no, your weight would be like what proportionate to okay. what you would be now if well, you're two no, feet tall. Or I'd say two feet tall. tall just so that. Well, no, we're not answering oh, yet. Okay. More with, questions. With 10 feet tall, would I have that one disease that could possibly kill me? No, actually, you'll live forever. For both of them? Hmm? No, no. For the small one, you're going to die. Within um, how long? Well, you can't really tell because uh, you're actually going to die by getting hit by a meteor. Oh, um, is it a cool meteor? Does that have kryptonite in it? No, you get sent to outer space in a rocket, and the rocket gets hit by a meteor. So basically, you don't go near any rockets, and you won't die because you have to die no, by a meteor. No, but it's inevitable. Right. It's, it's it's inevitable. Fate. It's time. Well, at some point, out. that's gonna happen. All right. So I. So are we done asking questions? No, Bianca has a question. <laughs> you haven't even asked one, so yeah, just ask one. I don't know. Bianca's question is, why do I have to ask a question? <laughs> Because um, you just don't know anything yet, so you gotta, you really gotta weigh these options. Okay, so if I'm two feet tall, I still have the same face, so I just look like a midget. Mm, well, do I don't know if that's the correct term. Like a child. You look like yourself, except for you're two feet tall. You're, you're like exactly the same, but you look exactly except the same, but for um, how, you know, you got those big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically miniaturized as a two okay. feet tall person. What? So basically, everything is proportionate except for your private parts. <laughs> well, uh, that, that, that doesn't do anything to me. So. As a midget, can I sell my soul and not die? Live forever? <laughs> what? Uh, can I sell my um, soul to Satan and not die? You do realize those contracts only last years, ten years. You die. Why? Where did you guys hear this ten years thing? Supernatural. That's a TV show. Oh, yeah. By the way, this is now a Supernatural fan cast. Uh, We're all about it. Uh, Actually, yes. You can sell your soul to the devil. But you only survive for 10 years, right? No. It's a classic, non-supernatural soul selling. Except for unless he, he, the one... the one You uh, just had to kill people every... No. The the, the exception is... Um, you will die if you ever go into a space shuttle and go into outer space. <laughs> so you so basically just have to... I will die avoid. if I do it, so I don't have to do it. So I'm going to go Wait, two feet ten, tall so I can get into short places and I can sneak around and steal stuff because no one will, will well, look guess, down. I guess Alex is uh, forfeiting his right to win because he's answering before I ask for the answers. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we can't answer yet. Bianca still has a question. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. With think ten feet tall, can uh -huh. I sell my soul and then become a normal sized person? Yes, you can do that. Is there I'd any questions with that? Like, will I die or? Yeah, you'll. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, you have to sell your soul. Hmm. How does this one work? So you don't sell your soul to Satan. You sell your soul to Elon Musk, the inventor of the Tesla car. Um, he uses your eternal life power to power his electric cars. Um, he makes a killing because all of a sudden he doesn't have to put batteries in cars anymore. Just um, soul power. And But that means that you're going to live a normal lifespan. But you can be the normal size again. Hmm. Do I get a free Tesla out of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> doesn't Elon Musk, doesn't he also run SpaceX? Yes. <laughs> Actually. Your soul can power rocket ships instead? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not enough power. No. Maybe I would rather rocket do that. Ship but. In here <laughs> by Your immortal soul can't do cars and shuttles, Al. What are you thinking? Yeah, can I do it just on. shuttles? Huh? No, well, it's Tesla's. E he already told you yeah, what it was. Once once Elon Musk buys your soul, he gets to choose what he does with it, and he puts it in all the cars. He does not choose to put it in the space shuttle. Um That that's just the way it is. I'm I'm sorry, I apologize, but that's just the fact of the matter. Okay, Bianca, what was your question you were waiting to say? So my question is so you can sell your soul when you're two feet and live forever, but can you sell your soul as ten feet and have the proportionate Boobs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or, or can I well, sell my soul as ten feet and get a proportion of wiener? Well, here's the thing: if you're if you're a woman and you want, you know, ten foot size boobs, you can just get plastic surgery. That's not something you have to sell your soul for. You just have to work for a little while, and then you'll save the money up. I want them naturally. <laughs> that those, way, when uh, you need those big naturals. Uh, this is this is a weird this pop. is a weird uh, <laughs> aspect of life to get into with your dad. But <laughs> this is all coming from the girl that has no. Birth. But okay, think of this. Think of this another way. Uh, if you're gonna live forever, you could research how to do that <laughs> with science, um, without having to sell your soul. But but you would rather have the short the short yes in that case the the, the devil will will uh, take your soul and uh, give you them things. Not the Tesla guy. Um, no no not in that situation. Uh, in that situation it is the devil and he doesn't take away your eternal life. So I don't know he just wants the soul for you know numbers purposes I guess. Um can I give answer Um wait if see. I. Oh, 10 feet tall. I live forever just like that, right? Well, if I don't sell myself for anything, I just live forever? Yeah, unless you decide you want to die, then you can um, sell your soul to <laughs> fuel Tesla cars. <laughs> That's when you do it. Okay, does anybody else have any more questions before we answer? Bianca, you have a question? No. Bianca, let's hear your last question. I don't have a question. Bianca, you have to... Bianca, why did you say you had a question? I you didn't. didn't. Come yeah, on, don't Bianca, disqualify you yourself. What is? Yeah. Okay, you will not get this if you don't. Yeah. Okay, if I'm ten feet tall, does that mean that the circus is going to come after me? 
and like make me join their circus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They they want you in the freak show. Um you actually escaped from the freak show in the first place when you were a 10 foot tall baby. Um you've actually been 10 <laughs> feet tall your entire life. Uh you never grow, but you just stay the same size and uh you you were born from a uh, a freaky circus strongman and uh he actually gave birth to you. It was a weird situation. Uh his name was Charles the Xavier. Uh, and <laughs> no, that was just his name. I can't help it. Um, and so he gave birth to you. You ran away when you were a baby. Um, they've been searching you this whole time. They sold their souls to the devil just to be able to find you. And All of them? they are searching for you nonstop for your entire life, even though you live forever. So can I answer now? Uh, did Bianca have any more questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you have any more questions? Do those circus people live a normal lifespan? Yeah, they live a they, normal lifespan. They life just span. pass on the yes. hunt to their Exactly, kin? exactly, yes. Okay. Um, so even though circuses are pretty much, like in 2017, when was the last time you heard about a circus coming to town? It's been a while, right? The circus is pretty much out. I haven't heard about a circus since fifth grade. Yeah. I haven't had a circus since ever. So um, it's pretty so crazy. Can I, but can I this one circus does stay in business. It follows you from place to place. It's very easy to follow you because you're 10 feet tall and you're so the only 10 foot tall the person. The American Horror Story freak show? Yeah, it is actually. It's those guys. Um, this is also an um, American Horror Story fan cast. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, can I? Okay, can you stop talking to me and finally? <laughs> Them passing it down I have a generation. Oh my like god. Okay, why well, would natural duct tape you? Oh, that is true. Yeah. It, Join the hunt. <laughs> it does, actually. Okay, Lila, let's hear your Oh my god. I don't have one. I was just irritating Alex. No, okay. you have to ask one now. You see okay, um, you're going to see forfeit. Come on, forfeit. Can I get a dollar? <laughs> okay here you go no 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 she is the only one it, there was one there was one in this whole thing wait what okay okay Lila, so what's the last one, question there's a demanding one give me it um, how well do i get treated at this circus they you're actually the queen of the circus everybody king? loves you and uh for me well, king for you. Uh, they call you queen, though. That's queen. just their thing. It's just their thing. You're still a man and everything. Everybody, Everybody's like, you know, you're the man, queen. <laughs> but they just call their leader the queen. It's a matriarchal society, hmm. even if you're a man. Um, anyway, so, yeah, they treat you very well, but um, you have to clean out the elephant stalls all the time because you're the biggest one and it's fastest for you. Uh, but the elephants always have diarrhea. And okay, can I finally answer? Does anyone have any more questions? That's how long does it take to clean out the stalls? It, it takes like twenty minutes, but it's really, really gross. And you, it's actually your least favorite thing to do in the entire world. Mm. Um, you can like get through it, but it's just you know, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. Can I sell my soul so that they stop following me? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm trapped or, or if I sell my soul and then sell I become the normal size person, do they Same. stop following me? Well, what you can do is you can do a Freaky Friday switch with Charles the Xavier. You will get his body. He will get your body. He will have to be the queen of the circus and uh, clean out the elephant stalls. And you can be a strong man that travels the world as a but man. But you will not be eternal life. Right, exactly. Okay, okay. can okay. I answer? Any final questions? Okay, if you live forever. 
No, no, I want to hear this question. <laughs> if you live forever, do you get depressed when the people around you die? No, you love it. <laughs> it cracks you the fuck up, dude. Oh, man. When somebody dies, you're like, oh, oh, man. Because what you do is you just focus on the negative parts of their personality. And uh, it just makes you so happy when anyone dies. That's just your. That's just you. That's how you are. That's just how Bianca is. Yeah, that's just how Bianca is. No, that's all three of you. No, that's just how Bianca is. In this situation, that's what your personality is. You can go screw yourself. That's true. That's always an option. Okay, any final questions? No. Does anyone want to troll Alex with one final question? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Alila, what do you vote? Oh, come on. Um. I'd be the ten foot tall that sold my soul so I could be the strong man. Okay. Bianca, what do you vote? I'd be that two foot tall person and jump on a spaceship right away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex, what do you vote? Uh, I say ten feet tall and since I live forever, I cannot die. Because you said I'd be living forever. And I just go assassinate everyone in the circus so they can't come after me and then just live a normal immortal life. It gets passed on to as a scientist. Kill them so they don't have any kin. Okay. Kill their kin that already exists. I gotta say, I have to vote. The winner is Alila. So progressive. Oh man. Progressive. Yeah, I'm very uh, proud of you for your uh, wanting to to become a strong man and. Why is there? There's a twenty because it's mine. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, it's his. (laughs) Like, where did this come from? Grandma gave it to him. I was like, where did where did a twenty get my ones here? (laughs) That was a good clip. That right Uh, there. Did that bring back uh, memories for you? Yes, that was great. (laughs) Uh, You did you enjoy how bloodthirsty you were at the end? (laughs) Yeah, just they they pass on to Ken, kill their kin. I thought it was really funny. Like, I missed it when I was ma- making the clips, but it was funny that, that Bianca was ba- basically saying uh, but she would kill herself immediately. <laughs> but she's like two feet, so they wouldn't notice her sneaking aboard a spaceship. <laughs> right. Well, that's the only way she can die, is going up in the spaceship to be hit by the asteroid. Yeah, she'd be immortal, but just couldn't die. No, she wouldn't, because... She wouldn't. Be- she has to die by meteor in a spaceship. She would not be able to die. But she was going to space. That was what she said. She, the first thing she was going to do was find a rocket and go to space. It's like uh, the life, a life situation, the movie. She sneaks aboard and kills everyone on board. Oh, yeah. That could be it, too. Well, that's what you would do if you chose that one. <laughs> so what do you give that clip? Uh, what are we rating out of? One to ten. Where one is the worst and ten is the best. However, nine because my voice really... is very bad in that. Uh, that's something you notice while we're listening to these. Like maybe not that one because it's sort of uh really old. No, it's more recent. But the really it old is. ones, like from January last year, you sound much younger. Um, <laughs> you you've grown up a lot in the last year. Yeah, my voice in my head is just way deeper than it is out. So I talk differently than I would if my voice was higher mm-hmm. well you're gonna tell on this I, next one uh, i this talked one very loud was from january of last year i think this might have been the first one the after the best of the last oh. year uh and it's episode 112 uh this one we had oh we had a bunch of guests on this one we had casey wielden oh is this the one where he was on as the dancing baby yeah that one really uh, really joe mcgirl was on as mario i was nyan cat wasn't i uh, no, you were a character called Taco Cat, which is a Taco ripoff of Nyan Cat. Cat. 
And then also uh, Alex It's not a ripoff. May. It's Taco Cat because Taco Cat spelled backwards is Taco Cat. Oh, cool. That was Great. the joke. Oh, that was not that's... me ripping off Nyan. That wasn't anyone ripping off Nyan. Okay, okay. Anyway. Get your memeology right. All right. And Alex May was on as Pawpaw Burgers. Alex is the second? Yeah, the other Alex, not you. Um... Yeah, so in this one, do you remember anything about this episode? You used I remember, to remember it being a little fun. more. I it was very fun. Okay, that's all I remember. Okay, well, uh, let's see. This was before Mario Odyssey came out, so we were talking about that a little bit. Uh, we mentioned that in the trailer for Mario Odyssey, you see uh, Mario has a boombox now, and uh, Casey came up with a funny idea of asking Mario what he's playing on his boombox uh, that was in the trailer for Mario Odyssey. Uh, so that's what we talk about. We also talk about uh, Mario's mayoral campaign in the 90s, I believe, uh, <laughs> for New York City, I think. Uh, so let's listen to that. The new Mario game. Have you heard of it? Mario what? Um, uh, Mario, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can dance to a boombox. You could jump on a hat. It's a, it's a retelling um, could... of that Homer epic poem, I think. <laughs> Yep. Mario, uh, and... I gotta ask, what's on your boombox? Oh, what's on my Mount Boombox? <laughs> what's on your boombox? <laughs> hmm. I've got, right now, I've got the Black Eyed Peas, uh, the Ooh. Elefunk album. Uh, I've, I've really classic. been playing. Yeah, yeah. Don't funk, don't funk with my heart is, is really getting me going right now. Before they got bad. Uh, I still really like them. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe when you do your uh, boombox segment, you can talk about that. But this is my time right now. <laughs> so I've got Elefunk by uh, uh, that group. I've got uh, that Miley Cyrus and Flaming Lips collaboration. Yeah, that's uh, weird, right? Yeah, it's weird, but I really like it. Um, I, I'd say those guys are those guys are uh, a bunch of freaks. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe when it's your turn for the boombox segment, you can talk about that. But I actually really enjoy it. I meant uh, it in a good way. Thank you. And then to to wrap it up, I've got uh, I've got the original soundtrack to uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That's and I'm sorry. What did you have to say? <laughs> oh, that's crap. All right. Well, maybe when you do your segment about the boombox, you can talk about that. A lot of the original songs they made for that were really weird. Yeah, yeah. In a good way, though, right? No. Uh, they were really bad. Uh, well, I, it, 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 yeah, it was fine. Speaking of today's podcast, Lynn Manuel Miranda did one of the songs on there. Oh. Yeah, I'm a big Hamilton freak. Uh, I love it. So, no, terrible, terrible way. Uh, no, he's really. It's it's a lot of like uh, if you think about it, it's it's sort of like an allegory for uh, Star Wars. Uh, like, uh, who's the main guy in Hamilton? Uh, I mean, besides uh, the main uh, guy in Hamilton, uh, his name is Hamilton. No, right, the the other guy, Aaron Burr. No, Thomas Jefferson. Who's the guy they're fighting? Donald Trump. Hey, now we're getting back political, baby. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What? I want to know if that was what you're. That's kind of what you're into, because I don't really know much about you personally, other outside of your work. Am I a political person? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I ran for mayor of New York. No. Yeah. I didn't know about that. It was uh, it was in the 1990s uh, uh, against Rudy Giuliani, mm. um, and there was a terrible scandal that came out that Bowser put in place. The dastardly villain that he is uh, really sank my campaign. Well, what, what, yeah. what did he say? You can look it up on Google. Oh. All right, hold on. It's 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 hard for me to to go into it. He. Well, it's hard for uh, me, too, because I have to get out of bed every time and <laughs> go over to Google and look it up. <laughs> okay, let's see. Mayor, race, Mario, scandal. Sex scandals, comebacks, party. What? What did you do? <laughs> All right. I, I, I will say this in my own words. Bowser said that there was some unethical treatment of... Uh, my friend Yoshi and I, uh, what we, what was happening behind closed doors, and and um, how he makes all those eggs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I can neither confirm nor deny, and I don't want to speak about it. Um, but I never. S- <laughs> what happens behind closed doors with me and my friend Yoshi is between us, and it shouldn't have to affect my career as a politician. So it's true, though, right? I, no, it's not true. Okay. I think, I think well, I uh, thought you said he could neither confirm or, nor deny it. Well, I'm Why? denying it now. <laughs> you sound a lot like Bowser, and I don't like it. You're real into a stop and frisk, too, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was that part of your campaign? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got that from me. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You want to you want to frisk them for all their coins, right? That's right. <laughs> like in the game. Like in the game. Yeah. Obviously, that thing with Yoshi isn't true. I mean, wow. Mario has had a, a long history of, uh, you know, being in love with Princess Peach. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. And, and you've known Yoshi since you were a baby. Have you ever <laughs> since I was a little boy? That Peach is running away from you, not trying to get saved by you, and just a creep following her around. Taco Cat, what's your deal? Why are you getting on me right now, okay? <laughs> that was the end of it. Why are you getting on me? <laughs> so, yeah, do you remember your great character, Taco Cat? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, your character remember. was a little thin on that one, but it was still a really fun episode. Uh, it was really funny how Casey started the bit where, you know, he kind of insulted the band that, Joe, that uh, Mario had picked, and... I guess I should say their name since I started that way. But then Alex continued it, and then you also continued it. I was like, <laughs> when I re-listened to this one, I was struck by that. Like, oh, he actually got that, and he went with it as well. That was cool. Got what? You you got the bit that was going on. You got mm-hmm. the game of that uh, moment there, yeah. and you continued it. The making fun of the bands. Yeah. I was mostly calling it bad because Star Wars is a, it was a joke. Oh, okay. I don't have anything against Star Wars. It's just it's, a, it's just for it's nerds. It's like nerd shit, right? And you think no. anyone that likes Star Wars should not listen to this podcast? Yeah, guys, don't listen to this podcast if you like Spooder. Uh, wow, I actually thought that was the right thing. Star Wars. Um, I I just want to say I actually think people like Star Wars are really cool, and Alex like is Star wrong. Wars. Don't listen to him. He's just a he kid. likes he Star know. Wars, but I don't like Star Wars. Oh, so you're a hater, huh? No. 
Well, I'm going to let you be my motivator and move on from there. Good. I'm your child. I should motivate you. <laughs> That's true. You yeah, should motivate actually. me as well because you're uh, my father. We're yeah, we should like work here, together guys. a lot. Yeah, like you know, we we compete too much. We, we have need our to distances, but like together. you mess up a lot, oh. and that's completely your fault. None of oh, it's mine. And you pick up the slack for me, right? Yeah, I do all the work around here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm glad we're really making breakthroughs <laughs> here. Uh, so the next episode. Oh, by the way, uh, you seemed surprised when like music started playing. Did you know that I add stuff like no, that to I the podcast? I did not know that you added. <laughs> I don't usually listen to the podcast. Right? My yeah, voice you're just there when me. it happens, so you don't yeah. hear like the editing and stuff. Yeah, it actually takes a long time to make these episodes <laughs> that to stop. And well, I guess I don't have to add that stuff, but it's fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and I hope the listeners enjoy that. If so, write in and say, great job, Greggy, I love you. You're the best in the world, the best host, and um, you make my Don't life do that. worth living. Because right I am the real host, and we all know it. Okay. I am the manager. Well, if you're going to yell, remember <laughs> the old thing. Pull your head back. I am the greatest manager of all time. Perfect. Uh, so n- the next <laughs> clip was the very next clip after that one. It was honored at 13. Uh, this one, we had Kevin O'Brien, the great Kevin O'Brien, alien expert, Dr. Kevin O'Brien was on. Uh, this time he was playing Eminem. And Alex was, was Dr. The- Sam Hopper, the magic doctor. Do you remember this character? I was a bug doctor? No, you weren't. Okay. You were you were kind of a like a quack doctor. You had like crazy remedies. Oh, yeah. I remember him. I remember the Eminem was like, uh, kind of. Um, and... One of the bits for the episode was I asked listeners to write in with questions for you since I was having such a famous doctor on the show. Yeah, and I just gave them a uh, bad news. So, yeah, that's this first one here. Uh, this uh, My friend Agata sent in a question for you. Turned into a fun bit. Okay, so Agata on Facebook asks, Why my butt hurt? <laughs> well, um... You should be asking yourself this, because there's multiple reasons. What is the most common reason for butt hurt? <laughs> cancer. Oh. <laughs> butt cancer. Okay. You think See, I got men, it? Yeah, men got it. That's how Bob Marley died, man. <laughs> People don't know this. Butt cancer. Well, God is a woman, though. Oh, are you sure? I'm absolutely Uh-oh. certain. <laughs> Well, then that's not why her butt hurt, then, obviously. Um, it's you, something else. Have you sat on any uh, pointy objects, like a toothpick, a uh, what? A stick, a needle? Oh, wait. wait. Oh, is, is that the phone ringing? Hello? Oh, hi. Hello, Dr. Dr. Sam? Yes, who is this? This is Agata. Are you sure you're not a man? Yeah, I'm a woman. Are I'm you sure about that? I'm beautiful. Have you, back up? Have you uh, Hey, man, she your... sounds hot. Relax. <laughs> go, go, go. Talk to her. <laughs> so, what you... hurts? <laughs> Whoa, dude, she's kind of talking dirty, man. Just be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> yeah, have you sat on any pointy objects? Wait, wait. Whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you implying? I'm implying that you like sat on a needle or a toothpick or a oh. stick. I sat on a rake. Oh, God. Why would you do that? Oh, that's why her butt hurt. Come on. <laughs> why did you do that? I ain't have to drive.
graduate Lincoln High School to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I slipped on a banana peel. Oh, wait. Fell back and sat on a rake. Uh, um, so do you need... Wait, so you what, knew... What do I do about this? Um... <laughs> you... Do I need a handsome doctor to come kiss it better? <laughs> no, you need to go uh, smack that rake and it'll be sorry and I'll get you band-aids for your butt. You blew it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the, the cure is band-aids? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, bastard. <laughs> oh, jeez, she hung up. Put some on your butt and eat the band-aids. That's the best cure for... Raked, uh, butt hurt. <laughs> you stand by your advice. Uh, that yes, stuff? not my advice, Doctor Sam Hopper's advice. Okay. Uh, I think the Agata with ends them. up on these best ofs at some point as well. The real Agata, maybe not. Uh, I think not today, but the next week one. So I should have played this clip for you right before we did the episode with her. That would have been great. The rest of your bit on that one was telling me to like mix different things together yeah, to make different cures and stuff like that. Pretty that just silly. Baby hands mixed with coconut oil equals a perfect lotion. Yeah, and I think uh, Dr. Sam and Eminem were kind of antagonistic with each other. Yeah. I don't know why that is. All the characters. <laughs> For some reason, none of them get along, Alex. <laughs> Do you have any ideas why that might be? I don't know. You just kind of radiate anger. Oh, I do? Yeah, you need to fix your vibes, man. <laughs> so this is all my fault, man. Yeah, again. Oh, jeez. Gosh, this is why no one can get along with you. Oh, my God. So the next one uh, was episode 116. Uh, and this one, my friend Kieran Dowling was on as Genius Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Scott Othman. And uh, Alex was Richard Billiards. Uh, your character was you were my personal trainer. You were helping me uh, get in shape. Okay. Do you remember anything about this episode? Uh, no. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, Nothing about it. Nope. Uh, I I think your advice for me was I needed to like strap weights to myself and do push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> but we also talk about my exercise regimen in this one, so I guess we'll just listen to it. Tell the people about, like, your techniques. Like, what have you been doing to help me, uh... <clears throat> like, whenever you don't do what I say, I slap you. Right. <laughs> that yeah. is true. And, like, on a treadmill, if they can actually, like, catch up with the treadmill... Yeah, I call it a treadmill, <laughs> because I get on there... I eat treadmills for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like, exactly. using treadmills, if you, you mean, can uh, catch he's up... He's talking about the treadmill, but I get on there, and I eat a meal while oh, I'm there. I'm, it's like I'm doing really two things at once. making fun of... <laughs> my uh pronunciations no i literally eat food while i'm on the treadmill <laughs> i i kneel down at the back of the treadmill and i put food all over it and i turn it on and i just let it run right into my mouth <laughs> that's a good technique i'm gonna have to try that oh you're supposed to use it to it's run. not don't don't try it it is terrible <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> if you get i'm just supposed to use it to going. run you're saying yeah um I hold, like, a hamburger or a cookie or something <laughs> right, in front yes. of you, and if you can catch up with the speed I set up and catch up and get that cookie, then you deserve the cookie or the pizza pizza or right. the salad. Mm -hmm. The entire ham. <laughs> yeah. The things you... <laughs> now, when you do a salad, though, I just don't even bother. I just pull stuff out of my pocket. Yeah, um... then I swap them out your pocket. <laughs> right. Your you've, you've actually made me start uh, working out in the nude, haven't you? <laughs> 
Ooh. <laughs> because you're sick of all I my I like buttons. this. Sometimes. You're sick of all my pockets. Yeah. You, you <laughs> purposely brought like a fisherman's jacket just so that. Yeah, pockets. exactly. <laughs> get out of here, man, with all these pockets. There's like 10 pockets on your left side. and Yeah, I've got my like, cargo pants on. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, pull off your fisherman jacket, and there's a parka. <laughs> and there's just like four more. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you thinking? <laughs> well, Ready. all this, all this working out. I just get hungry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of treadmill work. Um, you, you make me tie weights to my back. Yeah. Um, and then I, I can't get up off the floor once you do that. Like, <laughs> I was trying to make you do push-ups with the weights uh-huh. after you fall down. Right. But I can't even get up on my feet at all, so it's yeah. really difficult. Um, I, I'm I don't not know. Even sure you can do I've been a... meaning to talk to you about that one because it doesn't seem like I'm not sure like you can do like, a push-up without anything on you. Right. <laughs> Uh, like, there's a lot of piggyback rides. Kind of like a pocket inside the weight. <laughs> okay, I hadn't thought of that. That's actually a good idea. Crap. I'm going to start doing that. Bonk. Do you have other clients? No, you're my only one. Oh, no wonder you need advertising. Yeah. Um, do other people, like, try you out and then decide they don't want to use you, or...? Uh, usually I try them out and decide I don't want them. <laughs> oh, okay. You have very exacting standards. <laughs> yeah. But you'll you'll take the guy who comes in wearing four or five parkas. <laughs> yeah. With hundreds and hundreds of pockets. <laughs> he's like, this and guy he's... is a real challenge. He's the one that needs me. Yes. Yeah. Good one? Yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah, like you did voice. a lot of uh, adding yeah. on to the improv there. That You did a good job. I liked his voice, Kieran. Oh, Kieran? Yeah, he's yeah. Irish. I really liked his voice. Yeah, uh, he's a cool dude. He uh, also added a lot there, like just his little <laughs> wry comments to what we were saying, the <laughs> dumb things we were saying, <laughs> like grounded it a little bit. Yeah, hundred to uh, hundred buckets. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is that is actually what working out is like for me. <laughs> <laughs> you just have yeah, it's parka, the- four j- different jackets, and a fisherman's vest. Yeah, it with seemed like pants. you were. It seemed like we were, you know, doing some improv there, joking around, but that is actually... Yeah, I was trying to actually address a real issue in the family. <laughs> he walks around with these weights that are actually filled with donuts instead of the sand you're supposed to fill them with. Yeah. And they're not as heavy. They've got to be like five pounds less heavy. Oh, right, yeah. I think donuts are less heavy than sand. <laughs> But the way you do it, you like crumple them up into a pound of donuts or a pound of sand. Uh, That's donuts because you can't. You'll gain weight as well as you're being (laughs) an extra pound. Okay, okay. That sand, if you eat it, they'll just go out back out your butt. Somebody's got jokes. (laughs) So when you not joke, it's a scientific experiment that I did. When you hear these clips, does it bring back memories of that episode doing it or? Yeah. Is it mostly just, just like... Just that area more oh, okay. Because I knew the fisherman jacket part coming up. Oh, really? Just you did? as soon as I remember uh, you saying something about pockets. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I I have heard all of these like <laughs> at least one more time because I have to do all the editing. Yeah. Uh, so I remember it all a little more clearly. But for you, it's just when you were here on the show. Yeah, that's... it was in the middle of me saying it. 
I have a hard time th- uh, remembering things that I want to remember, so. Oh, because you have Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> you forget who I am half the time. Yeah. Your persona of Greggy and not Dad is <laughs> really getting to me. Uh, so next one up is uh, from episode 119. Uh, this one was titled Reality Show, Show, Show. Do you remember anything about this one? Uh, no, I just remember your poster of reality show. Oh, yeah. My friend Ethan sent that to me. Right. But that is neither here nor there. Uh, that's it's right here, to actually. this. Right and also, it's impossible for you to remember this one because you were not on this episode. Uh-huh. I remember. Uh, that's why I, I remembered your poster, not. Yeah. Uh, my ch- my friend uh, Chanson, Pool Kenny was on. Uh, and Valerie Bryant was on. Now she's Valerie Davis. Uh, Shout out to Valerie. Great job getting married. Good job, ma'am. Oh, you're just mad because she's off the market now, right? Yeah, I'm so <laughs> bummed. Well, she just couldn't wait until you were 18. <laughs> I'll tell you now, she will dump him for me when I grow old age. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's we'll a good point. That's a good fortune point. together. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... On this one, we talk about the podcast reality show show, and uh, one of the big segments on this episode was The Bachelor, so talking about The Bachelor, and so what we talk about on this clip is what it would be like if I was a contestant on The Bachelor, uh, so here's your <laughs> clip from 119. I kind of wonder, uh, she's you know, she is an actress or whatever, if maybe she had auditioned for something else and... Uh, Maybe they kept her headshots for, and a casting director saw it or something like that, and that's why they got a hold of her. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But she was saying she was like San Francisco based too, oh, which like, okay. what are you acting in in San Francisco? That's a question I have. And like, yeah, that that makes <laughs> me wonder, like, how many reality show producers are out there looking at my Facebook every day, just thinking maybe this guy could be on, <laughs> maybe this guy could be on our show. If this is really him, if this colorful afro is really his hair, we're getting him on the next Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> they just have all these people, and then they, then they have Greggy. Greggy, who's a clown. <laughs> well, you guys, I was thinking of a different show, but no, still. no, no, no. Imagine you stepping out of a limo on Bachelorette. Come on, I can see I all. I can see all of her interviews about you being like, well, he's really unique. Like, he's he not like the laugh. other guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she acts like she's tickled by you being in a clown costume the whole time. She's like, I like his fun. He's just a fun I don't person. Know, I don't know what it is, but he's not like the other guys. And I, and I love that. <laughs> like, the other guys are threatened like, by you. Like, yeah. this guy in the clown costume. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> joke to me man okay you guys this is a great sketch we have to write this down later <laughs> it is in my head it really is i'm, I, I'm enjoying it. it a lot <laughs> uh the entire time that we're talking about this i don't i've never watched a bachelor of the bachelorette so all i was thinking was the only reality show i've ever watched is survivor <laughs> so the entire time i was thinking of the survivor set just them um, and like the the Jerry of Piers or whatever it's uh-huh. called. Just a guy in a clown costume out in, on the beach in Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Taking part talk- in all the... I wonder if they would let me redo my paint in between <laughs> episodes or whatever. 
Because otherwise it would just come off like immediately and then. Just a little around. It's like, what have I become? Yeah. You had to have all the hair products to get your hair back up. Right. Because I do have a crazy afro. Yeah. And I'm always in clown makeup all the time. Yeah, really. It's actually kind of concerning. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys have not liked it, you know, historically. No. Um, You guys all have, all my children have a clown phobia now. Uh, They're afraid of clowns. They don't Uh, like it. I made you cry all the time when you were a baby. Yeah. um, He won't believe it, but. Sometimes his clown suit will come alive when he's sleeping and just sit in our rooms and stare at us while we sleep. Mm. And he's, yeah, well, the thing is... He's it, uh, refused that belief for years. He won't believe right. it any. No, well, I mean, I, I do believe it, of course, because it, it is a cursed clown costume. It, Wait, you're it finally now... It takes me now, over. I can't uh, help myself. I just have finally to now... Okay with it. Doing the but work. the thing Talking is, about to listeners. your mother has a clown fetish. That's all there is to it. <laughs> if I want to keep that hot babe around, I have to dress like a clown. Uh, a clown's going to kill her someday. Nah. That possess- nah. It's going to possess you? You're you guys, her. definitely. Her, never. Wait, what? What? <laughs> is there any way we can protect ourselves? Can we just like kill you? Oh, I know. I think it's possessed. <laughs> well, we're not playing Would You Rather. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So the next clip is from episode 120. Uh, do these names mean anything to you? Bert and Ted McDougal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if we don't have a podcast to do, uh, I'll call in the neighbors from across the street, Bert and Ted, to come do the podcast for me. Uh, I don't pay them very well, but they come and do it. Um, I have a suspicion. I have to edit these shows after they do them. And I don't even think they listen to the podcast, to be honest. Like in this one, uh, we listened. To, they listened to uh, "This American Life." Uh, do you remember anything? Do you think? Uh, well, wait, you weren't on it. Okay, here's the here's the actual fact. It's actually me and Alex. Playing no, yeah, it's wrong. Uh, you cannot lie to the people like this. Yeah, you can't they, lie to me like this because <laughs> I'm not dumb. Okay, you're talking really loud directly into the mic. I am not Bert or Ted Dougal. Okay. Anyway, but... In any way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they say they listen to This American Life about teen, like some kind of teenage episode. And uh, they say that the the podcast was all about clip, clickbait tips for teenage girls. Um, so that is what the list is, is... Uh, <laughs> Tips for teenage girls to get boyfriends. Do you remember this at all? Uh, no, cause mostly because <laughs> I wasn't in it. What do you remember about Bert and Ted? Uh, I remember them talking about their shop, their bagel shop. Well, it's not their bagel shop. Well, it's it's the girlfriend, Ted's Carl's. girlfriend Carl's <laughs> bagel Yes, shop. but they the, Ted owns it with her, and Bert kind of just says he owns it when he really doesn't. No, well, Bert... Um, is in love with Carl. Yeah. And tries to pretend he is. I don't even think Ted even loves Carl. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a weird story. You'll have to listen to these. I think there's three of them all together. Um, I had to include this clip from the first um, appearance first of Bert encounter. and Ted. Yep. Bert and Ted's excellent adventure. Here we go. <laughs> That's a good reference. Thanks. 
Mic down a little bit. Here we go. We're always blasted everyone's eardrums out. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm a loud talker. Um, this week we talk. We listened to uh this American Life number. This, no, look, 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 look at the way they they put it. This Amer. No, it's called Ik- this Amer. Icon Life. And it's number six hundred and twelve. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, it's called Ask a Grown Up. Where they uh, let's ask- talk about what happened on the show. Um, sometimes people need a grown up, so they uh. They look for a grown-up. There's grown-ups everywhere, though. That's the easy part. And there's some grown weird up. grown-ups that you don't want to ask. So you go to this podcast where... Yeah, they tell you about all the best grown-ups you go to when you need somebody. Uh, and it, it was about people asking for advice about their love lives. Yeah, it was teenage girls. They were asking for lo- advice about their love lives. Way to like, get that clickbait in. Right, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much all it was. It was just clickbait. It was like uh, a top ten list of ways to attract a boy. Looking at this, what was number ten? Number <laughs> number ten was to wiggle your tongue at them. Yeah, and then when they come cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do is you put your put two fingers around your mouth and then you wag your tongue in between them. Like, blah, 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 blah. Um, that was number ten. What was number nine? I don't. I don't think this is an actual podcast because it the- says zero zero to zero zero. What were you? What, Oh, wait, no, we totally listened to this. Uh, we listened to it. This is yeah. real. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, we haven't got... I got my 10. You didn't get your 10 yet. No, he said I didn't after. Get t- we got it. What? We got to trick this dude. He's going to okay. listen to it. Um. And then... Okay. Do you know how to edit? Because we can edit that part out. What is edit? <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. What was the tip number nine for the teenage girls? Um. Yeah. Write them a love letter about how you kill them if they don't date you. Yes, exactly. You got to put an ultimatum on a relationship. That was what they told you. Like, uh, a physical threat is good, but also maybe just, like, uh, be like, either you go out with me or I... Sweet so your throat in your sleep. Well, yeah, that's another physical threat. I was thinking maybe, like, blackmail you or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was one of the examples they gave on the podcast we I'll did listen to. I'll put out all your wink, wink pics. Number seven was, uh... They said, uh... Give them genital herpes. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they plugged uh, Carl's Bakery as well, actually. <laughs> yes. That yes, was nice. Uh, that, that was, that's the admin segment. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number six, they said, uh, just get your butt out. Get your butt out, you naked butt. Waggle it around a little. Uh, the milkshake will bring all the boys out of the yard, right? You ever hear that song before? Yes, I have. Is that your favorite song? No, it's not. No, your favorite song is uh, Don't Stop Believing, right? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, sing it. Don't stop me now because I'm having such a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a good time. Don't... Copyright. Yeah. yeah, copyright. That's Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, number five. <laughs> number five. Um... Talk to your black male and say, hey, you date me, or I'll tell my dad you hit me in the face. Oh, and yeah. And he'll get out a shotgun. Yeah, that was the messed up part of this list. They just repeated number eight as number five. <laughs> it was kind of a blackmail, but it was more of like a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number four, punch mm. him in the dick. Um, Number three yeah. was uh, basically pay him and uh-huh. be like a lone... <laughs> when, if he tries to leave you, be like a lone shark. Yeah, exactly. Break his legs. Uh, number two, uh, 
What do you need a boyfriend for anyway? This is 2017. Yeah. Feminism. That was number two. Number one. The number one way to get a boyfriend was ask a boy to be your boyfriend. That's like the only good part of this verse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, number the, one was... And the punishments, it was like... You hated number two, right? That was you. That was no. Your no, Bert. That was you. <laughs> hey, you got me. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, there was like one through five of punishments for right. if they choose not to be your boyfriend. Through the yeah, you're supposed to roll a dice. If it got number six, then you're the one that's to blame, <laughs> and you have to punch yourself in the nuts, uh, women. <laughs> um, but then if you got one through five, um, then you you looked at the corresponding punishment on the list, and that was what you did to the boy, right? Yep. Yep, that was definitely what happened hey, in the what's, first half. I'm gonna roll. Uh, dice and see what I should punish you with, because you're being lame. What the? We wiggle, wiggle. Oh, I got six. <laughs> you got a six. <laughs> you did it, folks. Yeah. Oh, no, stop. Only once. Yeah. Only once. Under blame. No, I love you. <laughs> I did this to no, no, myself. No. Uh, Let's talk this out. Let's talk this out. Uh, don't spell <laughs> <it here. laughs> Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we're having fun. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> the great thing about that list is I think it would really work. Oh my god. I think we gave actual good advice to the women out there, you know? Yeah, guys, just go blackmail a guy and make him be your boyfriend. Would that work on you? Is that how you got your girlfriend? I, there's nothing to black. <laughs> there's nothing to blackmail me with. Because you're such a perfect angel. Yeah, huh? I am actually um, the world's Godson. best guy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I'm the next Jesus. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's cool to know. <laughs> uh, but you do have a girlfriend, though. Yes. Oh, oh wow. Ooh, you admit it, other huh? That was just a automatic response. Ah, yeah. who's a lucky lady? A person, you know. <laughs> you don't want to get tied down, huh? You, you don't want to say the name and then, or say a name, and then your other little girlfriends will hear it. And oh, like, yeah, definitely. Oh, All the, the people I know uh, listen to podcasts are wonderful. <laughs> I force them to. Um, do any of the people you know listen to it? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so that was a great app. Bert <laughs> and Ted, good guys. Yeah. Makes me feel bad that I only pay them $10 to do the podcast. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next one up was the next one after that. Look, uh, we're coming to the end here. Not quite yet, but, uh, we got a couple more to go. Um, this one was from episode 121. Uh, and this one we had Alex May was back again as Shigeru Miyamoto. Who is that? The guy that, um, invented like Mario and Kirby and uh, all these. Was I Luigi? Nintendo guys. What's that? Was I Luigi? Yes, you were Luigi. Good job. You remembered. Yeah. And I went in the basement and I ate a lot of mushrooms and stars. Uh huh. Me and Yoshi were best buds. Um, do you remember how your character felt about plungers? Not really. Okay. Well, then you're going to really love this clip. You ready for it? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What two things are you most attracted to, Luigi? Uh, daisies, like the flowers. <laughs> a wink, wink. And, um, uh, what are those things called? Pl- 
to use when your uh, toilet overflows? A plunger? Yeah, a plunger. I, I'm very attracted to the plungers. <laughs> I sexually identify as a plunger. <laughs> if you didn't know this, Dan, I'm sorry, you know where this way. Oh, wow. This is a big moment for the show. You're coming out to your father? <laughs> <laughs> no, I drew on that way. Oh, so he you approve? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I programmed that in. Okay. Uh, for me, I guess probably my son's Mario and Luigi are the two things I'm most attracted to. What? Um, can I get off this podcast? Uh, Don't worry, he's six years old mentally. This that makes yeah. it even worse. <laughs> yeah, you would be the one going to jail if anything happens. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! <laughs> well, you're only six year old in your mind, right? You're not six year old, really. <laughs> so you remember? You forgot that my son's my only Ouija. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot that that was the another aspect of that episode was like he was your dad because he made Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Uh, great clip. Alex uh, May has been a great guest on the podcast <laughs> yes. this year. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty wild. That was funny. Let's see. Ooh, we got to turn the page. We're almost done. Let's another see. page in the mass Ms. Mystic book of podcasts are wonderful. Right. Uh, so this next one. What do you feel? Someone stole your podcast book. Well, I've got three of them, so I guess it would be okay. It's just <laughs> a if, notebook that I write if he down. Stole them in. all. Um, After you had well, written up a bunch of plans. Well, that would be a problem. Yeah, if I had already listened to the podcast and made notes. Yeah. For episodes that weren't out yet, that would suck. But generally, once they're done, like I don't care. Somebody <laughs> could have them if they want. If you want the uh, notes for your favorite episode of Podcast for Wonderful, um, send me an email, I guess, and maybe you can have them. Uh, let's what see. two people want it? Uh, then they'll have to fight to the death. <laughs> Pray money. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm kidding. So this next one was from episode 127. Uh, this one is one you talked about a little earlier today. In this one, uh, my, fl- my friend Cliff Harpole was uh, Jimmy Jacobs. A private investigator. Oh, it's just the one where we did the mystery yep, thing. And Alex was Paw the Patreon puppy. Uh didn't it like the um the I was talking about lime or something and it added up to be with the actual story itself. I was saying something about how Sierra missed or no, that's not the was it Baja Blast? Baja Blast. Yeah, Baja Blast that that had something to do with the mystery and it turned out like the lime part of it was right. Yeah, well, the, limes. The, the the mystery that Cliff had come up with did involve limes and Taco yeah. Bell, um, and you happened to mention Baja Blast at the beginning, and I think that was actually part of his thing, mm. um, so it was just parallel thinking, I think. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't have anything to do with this clip. In this clip, we meet the stable boy of my mansion that has a Taco Bell in it and all these other things. Yeah, uh, we have a mansion. <laughs> well, in this murder mystery that Cliff made up, we no, did. I don't know if we have a mansion. Come on. Oh, okay. Come on now. Do you remember anything about this? I remember being a dog. Yeah. It was like a tea lady that was selling cocaine or something. <laughs> there was a giant bat thing. Yeah. Was it a fun episode to you? Yes. I thought it was really cool. Cliff put a lot of work into that one. It was a fun episode. 
We never went to servants' quarters. Like well, maybe we don't need to. Maybe those aren't uh, important. Oh. Uh, okay. I mean, you, you can if you want. Um, That's not the only the, the stables would be the only place you could learn something. We could just uh, <laughs> summarize it. Yeah, let's just go to the stables. What the heck? Well, I think we need a little more information. Let's go see horses. Not quite ready. I like horses. Paul loves horses. We'll go check out the stables. Roof. Plus, we got to check out my groom. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, Beefcake! <laughs> oh, Master Reggie, you're back from your travels! I'm so eager to please! <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. Beefcake is nice. We can uh, talk to him. Um, I know you have a real name and you're the groom or whatever. You keep hair. No, of you know I like Beefcake. Oh, hey, Master, I've been studying a lot. Did you know that t t the first cup of tea was thought to be brewed in the year 2737 BC? I actually did know that. Dumbass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, why did you learn that? You have a crush on a certain tea master? Oh, uh, how did you see it so fast? Because of the bazongas. Oh, yeah, Greggy, you're telling me. Um, I don't like you being involved with anyone else, but... Um, <laughs> Look, uh, it's funny you mentioned the tea master, because last night... Uh, a little after, let's say probably a little before fourth meal, she came through and told me to saddle up a horse. Okay. She was uh, she was wearing her pajamas with a heavy coat over them, a book under her arm, and a lumpy bag. I'm not sure I could tell, but it looked like she had packed very hastily. Okay. Uh, were you able to tell what the book was? Look, I it was probably something about fruit infusions. So she took off. She left then, huh? Yeah, probably right around four, right, right before fourth meal, I would Wait, say, so precisely. Like, okay, so she left before anyone might have been murdered then. Definitely huh? before the classic fourth meal time okay. that we all know very well. All right, let's see. So she took off. It wasn't her. Um, I don't ask the group's like to protect her because he likes her. Hmm. Are you lying? No. Okay. It's me, the detective. I don't think he's lying. I think he's telling the truth, and also, this guy's some kind of hunk. I think That's you're sure. stupid. He's <laughs> lying. Um, how many murders have you ever solved? Zero. Fourteen. Oh, I forgot you were a police dog, but that doesn't matter now. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Let's look around a little bit. Maybe she left something behind? Some kind of clue? Uh, it seems like me, the groom... Uh, the information that I have is probably kind of about it. Oh, wait, it, no, hang on. Uh, what's this over here? I hadn't noticed it before. Maybe it was supposed to be in another room we might not go to in this podcast. <laughs> okay, it's what a, is it? It's a large serving fork with two of the tines bent down in the middle, leaving just the outside. Oh, wow. A murder weapon. Uh-huh. Where were we supposed and to find this? It probably wasn't very important. Okay. Now, <laughs> the fact that you found it in the stables now. Okay, let's it's see. It's important so... that you found it, not where you found it. Let's okay. keep that in mind. <laughs> so, All serving... right, let's, let's commute. It's time to get our case file together. Yeah. Just like the great podcast, Case Files. Yeah, that was a really fun episode. Cliff, uh, you ever want to do one of those again, just let us know. We can get... I could be Paul the dog again. Yeah, Paul the Patreon puppy back on board. I should be Paul the dog more often. You think so? Yeah. Because you like to solve mysteries? No, I like being a dog. <laughs>
What is it about dogs that calls to you? Dog. What? It's the simple fact that they are dogs as well. Like dogs. Dogs are oh. cute. Dogs are fluffy balls of dog. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. I think you suck, actually, and you're not a good dog. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not, <laughs> it's not nice. Yeah, I'm a bad father, actually. Yeah. Okay, so we got two more clips get left. Uh, eps- to kill one. left? Yeah, we got two more clips to kill left. <laughs> the next one was from episode 132. On uh, this one, we had Dr. Kevin O'Brien back again. Uh, he was doctor, on his... Is he like an... What's that? Doctor. Is he like an actual doctor? Well, he's an alien mean? expert. Ah. He's a doctor of aliens, okay. psychology, and anatomy on the official The Orville podcast. Oh, that's He a joke. plays a doctor on the podcast. Oh, he's not an actual doctor. doctor in real life. I was thinking, is he like a doctor of like just that's the degree he has, or is he an actual yeah, Well, he couldn't make it on the first episode of the official The Orville podcast he was planning on being on. But yeah, I was on it. instead. Yeah, and uh, so I just said that he was a, an alien expert the whole time on the first one, <laughs> and that just stuck, and he's always been an alien expert ever since, supposedly. Uh, but so he was on as Tom Cruise in this one. Uh, oh. you were on as Brent, Brendan Fraser, but the other part of your character was that you worshiped cheese. Oh yeah. And I kept saying Tom Cruise wrong, wasn't I? Well, Tom Cruise was on as his character in the mummy as well. Oh yeah. So it was I like a double thing mean, going on. Right? Well, because, b- because Brendan Fraser was in the original mummy movies. Yeah. That's so you guys kind of had an antagonistic relationship, as you, your characters often do sense, with guests. Though, right? That one actually makes sense. Yeah. And it's something about Kevin. Like, you always <laughs> want to rile him up for some reason. You're a bad boy. Uh, do you remember anything else about this one? Uh, what was the deal with cheese worshiping, anyway? I don't know. <laughs> was it just some random thing I you think it of? was. And I remember something about kept calling him the wrong name. Yeah. Yeah. It's about all I remember. Okay. Well, here we go. Let's see. So, Brendan, tell me, what the fuck is a cheese for? <laughs> Where do you worship cheese? Like, duh. Right. But what does that mean? You worship cheese. I don't know. Like, in a like day-to-day, how... like, like how do you actively worship cheese? Uh, well, I sniff it a lot. <laughs> wait. And to show so how th- good it is, I eat it. So, this I... isn't... Wait. So, this isn't something... That you just made up to get in the same room with me and no, make fun of it's me. Not, I mean, not it me. It is not a thing I made up. I was ex- actually okay. expecting to be the only one on this podcast. Took Greg. Well, you know what? I respect it because some people believe some weird shit too. Okay, you know, doesn't mean it's weird. You know, just because it's different. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of weird. <laughs> the thing that Brendan does, though. Uh, so okay. you you worship cheese. You you sniff it. I eat it. <laughs> you eat it. You look I, at it. You uh, think. Mm, kneel do I to eat it. This? I uh, bow to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know those things? Movies where they uh, get on their knees and do the thing with their hands, where they go up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds wrong. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, hola. <laughs> Are you talking about jumping jacks? Um, <laughs> on your knees, yes. Jumping jacks on your knees. He's talking about uh, the, I believe the uh. It's- Scientific term for this is genuflecting. What? Hey, I'm a scientist. I just what know is scientific genuflecting? terms. 
the thing you're talking about where you get on your knees and you bow down and uh, put your hands to the floor. and Oh, yeah, that kind of thing. And then yeah. go up and then down. Yeah, the classic Wayne's World, we're not worthy. <laughs> so that's what you do to just any block of cheese you happen to find. Yeah. Most of the time, Parmesan. It's way <laughs> okay. better. So, like, if you order, like, a cheeseburger at McDonald's, is that, like, a... Like a half hour thing where you have to stop and consider it and yes. pray to this piece of cheese. And I had to take the cheese off and put it in my collection of other McDonald's cheeseburger cheeses. Okay. <laughs> what time? And uh, Nick Robinson. Nothing. Nothing. This is all. Keep talking, Brendan. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> all right, I will. Uh... This is really gonna help. This is really gonna help your career. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. Um. A lot of people are going to listen to this, man. I'm just saying. Sometimes I'll even lick the cheese before I put it down. And that's if it's a glue. Because once you lick a uh, dry piece of uh, cheese, it's really sticky. Okay. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, that sounds oh, way worse than I thought it would. You are a weird dude. <laughs> just... I just I love no having, uh, you know, just kind of weird, kooky, interesting did people you like on the podcast. Did you like my innuendo? What's that? You said, did you like my innuendo? Innuendo? I don't know about oh. that. I don't know. <laughs> Do you really get how innuendo works? Well, I know. Uh, um, <laughs> Look, I just want to know, like, what about the cheese are you, what about it are you worshipping? Like, how good what it is? is it? How good it tastes? Like, is there anything, like, are you getting, like, uh, most of the time people worship something because of, like, a, a supernatural element, or? Uh, no, it's just like... because it's very good. Okay. Like, you, do you experience a euphoria, like a perfect feeling? Like um, the... You consume, okay. <laughs> when you, whenever you consume cheese. Okay, this is, maybe we're getting a little more into the realm of innuendo, but mm -hmm. the, does the <laughs> cheese ever at any point in this whole process... Uh, give you a boner? <laughs> no. Of okay. Not, you weirdo. So it's it's weirdo. it's strictly just the the. Yeah, I don't mean to use a innuendo, but. <laughs> no. I was using the does, wrong word. Does I'm eating sorry. cheese get your dick hard? <laughs> All right, you can be quiet now. You need context clues of that word. I'm not sure exactly what it means. I'm a afraid to say it now innuendo yeah innuendo means like where you like imply uh you know something naughty then i was using it right you kind of were but uh kind of not as well I well was. no you were in that context like yes well, but i was using it right and then you guys took it out of context and just blasted uh, it out of what, the water what did you think you were implying when you said the cheese was sticky like <laughs> No, it was before that. The like, uh, what was the innuendo there? Like, the, the cheese had <laughs> on it or something? <laughs> Say it out loud, okay. This is a family podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Just... It is not a family podcast. Well, <laughs> it, is, it is in that you and I are family and we do the podcast together. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it probably should be a family <laughs> podcast, considering your out. tender years and everything. But uh, <laughs> it generally isn't. But... Maybe I'll bleep that out when I say it. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs>
But I guess that was the innuendo that there. That was like or? when like sixth and seventh grade when that was like all that anybody any middle schooler thought of oh, okay. was naughty things for no reason. Okay. And yeah. All right. Talk yeah, I just didn't sir. know where your innuendo was going there, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't really going anywhere. It was just that that's kind of sounded like, like that. It generally sounded a little dirty. Yeah. So yeah, so even now you have no idea what a cheese worshipper is or why. I, I don't know why do Brendan does that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. What uh, was it that I kept calling him wrongly? It was... Uh, Nick Robinson, I think, but his name was Nick Martin in the movie. Uh, why did I do that? I, I think you, at first, you got it wrong on accident, and then he Stuck corrected you, <laughs> and then you kept doing it just to be a jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of the, the sort of episodes where I just have to try and figure out what the hell your character even <laughs> means. Like what that is. There's a lot of episodes like that where you just kind yeah. of feel. I, I would love a super cut of all the times where I go, I had some weird people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm sure I say something like that a lot on this podcast. Yeah. I would say it today and you're not even doing a character. Why? Because you're such a freaking nutball. Uh, the next episode, oh the next, God. the last clip that we're going to play tonight. Uh, we've been doing this for four hours now? Yeah, we've been at it for a long time. I've made him redo so many of these over and over again. Uh, but the last one is, I'm, I'm jumping out of our chronological order a little bit. Uh, because this one was from episode 153. Uh, this was our Halloween special that came out the week after Halloween. Uh, because, you know, scheduling at work and stuff like that made it so um, it was hard to get it out. And also the, the fact that I had to write every segment and it was, you know, an oh, hour yeah, long episode. Oh, yeah, this is you writ, right? I wrote, wrote, right? Yes, I wrote it. Uh, this was uh, from Lake Mellon Cholera Community Forum Episode 2, a uh, special spooky episode. Uh, so on this one, we're going to play, there's two songs in it. Uh, the first one by Andrew Clotworthy. Uh, hobos on the moon or something like that i think is the title of it it's a great song you're gonna love it uh then i tell you my scary story this one is uh i believe the title i gave it was mrs butler's halloween party uh and then miss butler is an english teacher what's that miss butler is an english teacher at your school yeah uh, sh- i had a teacher named mrs butler when i was a kid and we so almost I killed named her teacher after that what uh, people, there's these, uh, they built the classrooms really big, so they had these, like, th- uh, movable walls, or just, like, thick things of carpet, basically, with a metal inside, and some kids were playing around and just pushed it over, and it hit, almost hit Miss Butler, and she almost died. Not oh, die, die, that was an exaggeration, but, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, and then the final song on this clip, it was by Andy Neese. Um, I believe it's called Welcome to Werewolf House or something like that. Uh, I apologize to my friends for not knowing the titles of their songs. I didn't write it down on here. Uh, but if you go back to episode 153, there are links to these songs on like Bandcamp and stuff like that. You can buy them, download them, listen to them to your heart's content. And then uh, the background music in this was also made by Andrew Clotworthy. Um, and it's a story I wrote and read to you. How long is this clip? 
Uh, this one is fairly long. This is 23 minutes long. Wait, what? Um, you don't have to listen to the whole thing if you want, or you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. Uh, but the people at home, they do have to. The clip? Yeah, the clip. Uh, because it's it's the entire songs and um, story. But anyway, besides that, okay, thank you so much, folks, for listening to this best of clip show. Yeah. Um, We're going to play this clip and the episode is going to be over. So enjoy these beautiful songs and the story I wrote. I guess I won't listen to because it has the entire episode with it, basically. No, it's not the entire. The entire episode was like an hour long. But the clip is 20. I'm sitting here for another 20 minutes. All right. Well, anyway, one just say thank you to the people for listening. Yeah, that is, thank you guys. There's a lot of episodes and a lot of funny things you guys pick out. Yep, and uh, we're gonna do ten more next week. Yeah, so it's nice to go through and listen to all the things. Yep. So enjoy this clip. Um, next week I've got another long clip uh, for you and nine other ones that were chosen as well. Uh, mm. So enjoy these ones. Next week we're coming back with more. And bye bye. Night, guys. I went drifting through the wilderness And fighting off the beating wind That tore apart my clothes I met a man with a grizzled beard And a twinkle in his eye He told me of a brand new shiny life That was waiting in the sky He said Everybody wants to live on the moon
filled to brim with siphoned gasoline. I sit and gaze into the stars and whisper to myself that I will join them soon. The fuse is lit, I'm headed to the moon. The first sign Mrs. Butler saw that anything strange was going on at the school was the chocolate milk. She forgot to bring lunch with her, and she didn't want to bother leaving the school. So when it was time to take her class to the cafeteria, she got in line right behind them and grabbed a tray. The lunch lady, her friend Rhonda, gave her a wink and a scoop of chicken soup with all the kids. She made her way down the line, choosing an apple and a little cup of dangerous-looking pale green beans, and when she got to the end, she looked into the cooler and saw it was stocked full of chocolate milks. Wow, you must have just stocked the cooler, Rhonda. She called over the heads of the children in line. Nope, seems like the kids just don't have a taste for it anymore. They're all bringing water bottles lately. Mrs. Butler smiled and nodded. She'd also noticed the kids bringing in reusable water bottles from home and had attributed them to a lesson a few weeks before about global warming. It made her happy to know her words could reach the kids this way, but something about a cooler full of chocolate milk made her feel uneasy. When exactly had the water bottle started? She couldn't remember. After lunch, it was time to talk about the class Halloween party. I'll need some volunteers to help me decorate the classroom, and we'll have pizza and Bob for apples and... Yes, Trevor? Did you want to volunteer? Mrs. Butler said. Trevor put his hand down and replied, No, ma'am. I was just thinking. I mean, a bunch of us were thinking. Instead of all the work of decorating the room, why don't we have the party down by the lake this year? Oh, Trevor, it's going to be too cold for swimming. I know, Mrs. Butler. I mean, we could just all go down to the lake and eat our pizza and play games. That would be fun. All the children in the room were nodding their heads in agreement. Several spoke up and said Trevor was right. The lake would be the perfect place for a Halloween party. Well, all right, if that's what everyone thinks, Mrs. Butler said. She moved on to their spelling assignments. The students were very thirsty that day. She had to keep telling them to put their water bottles back in their backpacks. Friday night of that week, she went out as she usually did with several of the other teachers and her friend Rhonda from the cafeteria. They had dinner and drinks together and generally let off steam after a week of being around children all day. Well... Halloween's not going to be as big of a hassle this year, Mrs. Priest said over her half-empty glass of wine. The kids all want to have their party outside, down by the lake. Around the table, the teachers set their forks and glasses down and looked at Mrs. Priest curiously. You know, my kids said the same thing, Mrs. Alone said. Everyone agreed. Every class had decided to leave the classroom and go down by the lake that year. 
Why did all of them decide on that? Rhonda asked. Nobody knew. They talked it over and couldn't come up with any reason not to. A nice section of the lake was within the school grounds and was equipped with picnic tables. Every class spent at least a few days each year lakeside when the students got too restless for staying indoors. It just seemed unusual and almost conspiratorial. Where's our waiter? Mrs. Butler asked. I haven't seen him in ages and I need another drink. Anyone want anything? Cheryl? The new student teacher, Cheryl Tenner, shook her head no with a small smile and raised her water bottle. I'm good. Monday, Mrs. Butler asked Trevor to stay behind for a moment when the students went to recess. Why is everyone so thirsty lately, Trevor? She asked, jokingly. You kids should save some water for the fishes. I don't know, Mrs. Butler. Water has just been really good lately. You should try it. Of course I've been drinking water, silly. It tastes normal to me, she replied. Yes, it tastes the same, but it's better. All of us kids love to drink it now. Anyway, can I go to recess? Mrs. Butler went to the teacher's lounge and filled her coffee mug with water from the tap. She looked at it distrustfully, but finally decided to take a big drink. She drained the mug and stood at the sink thoughtfully. Was it different? It didn't seem that way to her. She washed her mug and put it back in the cupboard. By the week of Halloween, it was no longer feasible to tell the children to take their water bottles off their desks. Mrs. Butler had sent a few students to the office for repeatedly pulling them out of their backpacks after she had told them to put them away, until the principal had pulled her aside and told her to let them be. The office was jammed with water bottle reflated infractions. Four days before Halloween, Mrs. Butler brought a jug of water and set it on an empty desk in the corner to keep the children in the classroom. Strangely, all this water consumption didn't seem to affect requests for bathroom breaks. She had called her doctor and raised her concerns about all the water with him, but Dr. Fisher already knew all about the issue. Several worried parents had brought their children into him, but after thorough examinations, he had to declare each of them completely healthy. Three days before Halloween, five different children brought in new water bottles specifically for Mrs. Butler and set them on her desk like apples for teacher. At lunch, two of them stayed behind and told her they were worried she wasn't drinking enough water. She took a long swig from one of the bottles and smiled at them, and they were very relieved. Two days before Halloween, Cheryl, the student teacher, ducked her head into the classroom while the children were at music class. Mrs. Butler looked up from the papers she was grading to see her smiling broadly. Oh good, she said, gesturing to the water bottles. You're drinking. E yes, Mrs. Butler replied. She drank from one of the bottles. Cheryl smiled again and gave her a very goofy looking thumbs up. Great, see you at the Halloween party. Mrs. Butler went to set the water bottle down and hesitated. There was something about it, wasn't there? One day before Halloween, Mrs. Butler had to refill the water jug nearly every hour. The children did worksheets and watched spooky videos all day. Anytime Mrs. Butler tried to talk, she found herself absent-mindedly pausing to drink. So often, she was never able to finish a thought. The morning of Halloween, Mrs. Butler and the other teachers did their best to decorate the school grounds at Lakeside with cobwebs and orange and black streamers. But aside from picnic tables, it was just an open area with nowhere really to put anything. 
The weather was unseasonably warm and beautiful, which was lovely for a day outside, but not really fitting the holiday. Mrs. Butler looked over their handiwork before the students started to arrive and sighed. At first, she thought the kids were equally unimpressed by the location they had chosen for their party. They gathered in small groups and talked quietly. She noticed each of them would look at the lake distractedly during their conversations. When she went from group to group, she expected them to stop talking or obviously change the subject when she approached, but they seemingly really were just all making small talk about the weather or their previous weekends. She felt a little silly in her black dress and witch's hat, and could see the other teachers who had dressed up also looked uncomfortable. None of the children had worn costumes this year. Mrs. Priest tried to gather some children up to play, pin the nose on the jack-o'-lantern, and was able to rouse a few volunteers, but mostly they stayed to themselves. Mrs. Butler was sitting at a picnic table, eating a caramel apple, the only one taken from the platter so far, when she happened to look at the group of children Trevor was speaking to. As she watched, he looked over his shoulder at the lake, as the kids had been doing, but this time he couldn't seem to pull his attention away from it. He walked a few steps away from the group, staring at the lake. Mrs. Butler tossed the rest of her apple into the trash and went to talk to him, trying to appear unworried and nonchalant. She looked out at the lake where his eyes were pointed, but didn't see anything out of the ordinary. What do you see out there, Trevor? She asked him with a smile. Nothing yet, Trevor replied without looking away. Mrs. Butler looked back out and stared, trying to figure out what was holding his attention. As she looked, her mind blinked, and she forgot why she was staring at the lake in the first place. Eventually, when Mrs. Priest grasped her arm and asked her what they had all been looking at in a terrified voice, she felt a wave of disorientation as the sun had moved from where it was the last time she was thinking. She looked around her. Now all the children were standing in a line, staring into the lake silently. She tried to rouse Trevor, but this time he wouldn't talk to her. Some of the teachers were also looking, including Cheryl, but most of them were gathered by the picnic tables, talking in a quiet but panicked round. When she approached, they all asked her what she had seen, but there was nothing to tell them. The only thing she could think of was Mrs. Priest's hand on her arm, snapping her back into reality. They should all go to the children, give them a little shake to wake them, and finish the party back inside the school auditorium. Back at the empty spot she had just left, Mrs. Butler touched Trevor's arm lightly. Instantly, he snapped awake with a jolt and grabbed her wrist. He pointed at the lake where he had been staring. Look! He screamed ecstatically. It's here! It's here, you guys! He jumped for joy and laughed excitedly like a kid at Christmas, never releasing her wrist. All down the line, the children were reacting in the same way. It's here! It's begun! Let's go! They started to walk towards the lake. Mrs. Butler tried to get Trevor's hand off her wrist, but as she did, several of the students from her class gathered around her, tugging her black witch's dress and pushing her from behind. She looked around wildly. Each of the teachers had been surrounded in the same way, except for Cheryl, who was holding the students' hands and giggling along with them. Don't be afraid, Mrs. Butler. We're going to the city, one of the students behind her said in a jolly voice. She looked in the lake, but couldn't see anything. Except, as she stared, she thought maybe she saw an outline. As though, behind the water, or existing at the same time as it, there was a valley leading down. To what? 
the water was too dark. Suddenly, she felt so thirsty. Mrs. Priest's class was the first one to reach the water. The students at the vanguard entered without a splash or a ripple. When she felt the water at her feet, Mrs. Priest began to thrash wildly, trying to make her students lose their grip. Some did, but other grasping hands were there to hold her. The children walked into the water as though it wasn't there. It didn't slow them down. Their normal school clothes didn't float around them. Mrs. Priest was different, though. The water was just normal water for her. As they walked deeper in, Mrs. Butler watched the students' heads in the front duck below the water's edge and disappear. But at the same time, she could almost see them still, walking happily on the lake's bottom as though out for a summer stroll. The stragglers behind them holding Mrs. Priest also went below the water's edge. Her thrashing, floating body pulled them up off their feet at times, but there were too many of them holding her down for her to break free. When her head ducked below the water's surface, it boiled up in a disturbing way. Cheryl, the student teacher, was holding hands and chatting happily with the girl next to her as her head went under the water. Her head was turned towards the girl to speak to her, and Mrs. Butler saw her go beneath mid-sentence. The water was both there and not there around Mrs. Butler's legs. She pulled on the children, but not with the same wild force as Mrs. Priest or the teachers around her. Two thoughts bounced around the inside of her brain. With such force, she barely felt the children holding her. The water is going to drown you, said one thought before ricocheting into. There is no water. You're going to the city. As the students found the road into the valley, as she began to float, as her feet felt the dry asphalt, Mrs. Butler wished she had drank more water. The two thoughts continued their battle within her. Both sides held their ground until her mouth and nose filled with water, and the drowning side won. She began to thrash in earnest. The children had been lulled by her weak attempts before, and held down by the gravity of the valley they lost grip on her. She broke through the surface of the lake and sputtered loudly. All around her, the lake and school grounds were completely placid. She swam to the shore and coughed, vomiting up water. No one else was there on the shore. The tape holding one end of the black and orange streamers had come free, and they danced in the wind. The only unusual thing she could see on the lake was her black witch's hat floating a few yards out. The lake was a lake. It was water. There was no valley. There was no city. A cloud passed in front of the sun. It was Halloween. She struggled to her feet and walked feebly to her car, every muscle sore from her ordeal in the lake. Mrs. Butler drove home and sat at the kitchen table. When Mr. Butler got home from work and asked her how her day was, she said it was fine between long sips of water from the large glass she kept refilling at the kitchen sink. What a strange letter. Who was writing it? God? I'm only joking, of course. There's no God here. Besides, the letter was signed, The All-Seeing Eye of Orms by Gore. So no mystery there. I wondered why there were no trick-or-treaters this Halloween. So thanks for that, All-Seeing Eye. Friends and neighbors, I would love to gossip with you all day and some of the night about who is planting murderous lovers in whose backyards and who is finding strange portals to other planes, but there is a piper demanding payment. I take you now to a word from our sponsor.